I don't care if Monday. Sh- oh, stuff the cord up already. <laughs> Sorry, no one's listening at the moment, so it's all right. <laughs> Good to be live, eh? I don't care if Monday shit. Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm over it. A Thursday, you can be a bitch. Cause Friday, I'm in love with the Afi. I got one for you too, George. DJ. Oh, no, no, don't go near this. Stay out of this. <laughs> what, what is no, your problem boys. with What is your problem with that song? It's a belter. It's a no, classic. It's, I think it's, it's the day, fact mate. that like, every wounder that has a guitar, you know you know the guy that's like at the party that then is like, oh, I, I, I know some guitar, you know? And it's the first song everyone learns. It's almost like the smoke yeah. in the water of like wounding acoustics. Yeah. And then he busts it out and people aren't really listening and it kind of just, you know, people are half listening but they actually kind of want to talk to their mate but they feel like they have to listen to this wound of playing Wonderwall on the guitar. It's just kind of, yeah. I think I've just been scarred by it too many times and so I just, I don't know. Well, we were paranoid it. We were paranoid that we wouldn't get people commenting like too early. But, mate, the, the switchboard is lighting up. Big shout out. out to Porsche Griffiths, Cider Pizza, I'm ready. Linda, she says, hey. Cheers, guys. Uh, Isaac Earl, let's go. And uh, Greg Peters, thanks for staying up, mate. Morning from Canada. So, uh, well, we've already what got time some welcome, welcome what to everybody in here. Canada? What time is it in Canada? Know. I don't know. Be bloody late. Canada's a huge place, though. Hotel quarantine. We've got people in from the UK. Uh, and we've got another comment Flinders Street buskers. I don't know nice. if it's a Flinders Street standard. Maybe. Off Little Flinders, back at Collins. How's your uh, off off season going, boys? Well, I'll tell you what. We're um, I'm actually I've committed. I've committed. I'm having a beer. It's currently nine thirty two in the morning, but thankfully I've been given. Uh, George and I were given some beers last night by our wonderful friends at Dos Kiwis Brewing. They dropped off the growler here. Don't know what's in that. We'll save that for lunch. Uh, but luckily, I I sort of got a. They're heartbreaker. It's called a heartbreaker. It's a sour. So it's actually not a bad uh, breakfast beer, to be honest. It's just like drinking a bit of grape, grapefruit juice for, for brekkie. So you straight up. I'm chewing, I'm, chewing off a, I'm chewing off a hoppy IPA that's just <laughs> not what you want to see at 9.30 in the morning after a day yesterday. So I don't think you've, <laughs> you've stitched me up there. Yeah, I, I knew what I was doing. I, it was a tactical play by me when... When he dropped them off last night, I was around at George's, actually. We were watching um, Patch Adams, of all things. And he, our mate, dropped, a, dropped the beers around to us. And I sort of made a, identified very quickly that I did not want to be drinking the pale ale in the morning. So I staked the heartbreaker and left George the IPA. That's um, what you get, mate. Linda wants to know, Sam, do you live alone? Uh, Let me just check. Hang on. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Yeah, there's no one here. Get out of it. Yeah. Uh, Freddie <laughs> wants to know, what was Gerondo yesterday, guys? Do you want to give us an insight on what happened? Gerondo's a uh, event that Mitch Docker started, oh, shit, probably going on eight years now, I reckon. 2013, I think, was the inaugural, maybe even 2012. And it was basically an end-of-season ride that we, he would plan. Uh, certain rules, retro kit, you couldn't wear any clothing, uh, that was newer than 10 years ago. Uh, and we would basically just do a pub crawl around the Girona region, stop at different pubs, 
uh, have a lunch. Yeah, it'd be about 70 or 80K. But unfortunately, we've got the bloody restrictions here. The pubs are closed. So Mitch and uh, Mike Woods did a bloody awesome job setting up uh, little drop-off points. They went out and reconned the course the day before, dropped off some beers at six or seven points, set up a little lunch stop. And uh, we rolled out 10 o'clock yesterday morning with a little group and in our retro kit, had a few beers, had a few lunches and got home about five. It's 75K, 80, 85K. Yeah? Yeah, it was good. Actually, you pull I was, up this I was morning? talking to um, one of the guys this morning and said, "I oh, had you pull up yesterday. How'd you pull up from yesterday?" And he said, "Oh, quite good. You know, like, but, but a bit, bit dusty and a bit hungover still. You know, because you end up with wine stops and it, it, it turns into like quite a big day. But like what I what I felt today is I mean, when you wake up after sort of a day event, you kind of have some kind of you know that self loathing that you you know you normally just be sitting around drinking. There's something like, oh, I feel wish about myself now." But when you ride 80k in the process, it's awesome. It's like a guilt-free day out. You were like on a, you were on another level though. You were you were so fired up. We finished the ride, and George is like, "Where's the last stop? My house, Vino's. Vino's at my house. Everyone, come around for Vino's at my house." And then everyone's like, "Oh, we'll go home for a shower. We'll go home for hey, a shower." Uh, we've got we've got a request, George Regan Turner, GB. Can you please shotgun a can for the viewers? Get out of it, turn. Get out of it mate. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Stay in your oh, lane. Yeah. Um, Another one. Clyde says, can I suggest a cheeky breakfast Moscow mule? Perfect start ooh. for a rager. What's a Moscow mule? It's a ginger like beer vod- and a vodka. And... No, it's ooh. ginger beer and rum, isn't it? Yeah. I've uh, got no, another one from... Seem very Russian. Sarah, she wants to know, George, did you get my messages? Why is GB always negative Nelly on his Grand Tour rides? I know it's hard to talk yourself up, but he's one of the best on one. He's on one of the best teams. It's okay to say you had a strong stage. Now, George, you've got to start getting a bit more arrogant, mate. Well, you've got to really a... talk about yourself in the third person more. You gotta you gotta bring that Gerondo stop seven attitude to the show more often. Where are we going? <laughs> Where are we drinking? My house. <laughs> We're going streaking. Everybody's oh, doing it. That's exactly how it was yesterday. You were like, you literally were so jeet, and then no one came to your house because we we're all so tired. You're like, we're going. You would have got home, and Caitlin's like, what are you doing? We're going streaking. All the boys are coming. <laughs> Is KFC open? <laughs> I actually blew up in a big way too. Do you know what happened yesterday? I woke up and I've somehow like destroyed my back. So like for breakfast, all I could have was like an anti-inflammatory painkiller. So just to get me through, and it actually gave me the best legs of the season. Just mm. just riding around on that. I mean, um, but yeah, back on touching on these Grand Tour negative rides. And the thing is, being on the best team, I mean, it's it's awesome when the team has a great ride. I'm new. I don't think I'm negative about that. I just think like. If I don't do much, if I don't contribute to that ride, I find it like, you know, I can't really live with myself. I'm just like, oh, yeah, we, we were awesome. And, and, you know, like, and then and sort of shoehorn myself in on the collective effort of like like a really good ride that like Primoz did or something and then just sort of like latch on to that, sort of hook my cart to that carriage and see if I can just steer my career through there. So, like, and I think the last, this year, I haven't had, and, and, and I've had a great year and, and a lot of races and had real good rides and things, but just in both grandies, I mean, in, in tour, I just was just so injured that I couldn't do anything really. I mean, I was all right some days, but again, the Vuelta, I just, I was good, but I wasn't all, you know, I just wasn't really good. I was just sort of hanging on for life and was just kind of excited that we 
had a strong enough team that I didn't have to do, I you know that, that we could sort of absorb the fact that I wasn't 100 percent that I was only on 90 percent and the fact that we could like you know that I was I mean some days I contributed but some days I just didn't wasn't good enough and it was my I was meant to be there you know pulling into the last 500 meters and I get dropped like you know a couple of k to go and then you're like you know you can't help but be oh probably should have been there you know like stop being so my job. Vincenzo Vincenzo says stop being so serious again George oh yeah sorry Vincenzo another, another question from Fred how many pros smoke ciggies during the offie I don't know about that Fred there was a number <laughs> I'd say a few of us smoked. We all had a cigar like yesterday on the ride. Oh yeah. Um, I won't name any names. That, used to, that but, used to be the thing. To, on on uh, they used to have this theory that that smoking darts was was a really good way to train your VO two system. So they would all smoke darts as like in because it was training. You know, they were just like putting their lungs through all sorts of trouble. And uh, I mean, I'm talking when they used to stop for for whiskeys before they got tourmalade. But uh, that was that was the go-to back in the day. So I think that's sort of come and gone, maybe. But I'm sure oh, we had um, we had a couple of cigars yesterday. Hey, mm. I want to just quickly run through the the um, yep. one the one and only rule of the show. Because we are live, uh, we don't have the the powers of editing. Not that we do a lot of editing on the show anyway. But every now and again, someone says something, and you're a bit like, oh, I don't know if we can really put that out to the universe, you know. So we don't have the powers of editing. So Ultimately, there's a high chance that we will incriminate ourselves in some way, shape, or form. If that does happen, we're going to run a yellow card, red card system. So if Jonesy or George says something that I don't feel comfortable with, I'm going to yellow card them or red card them. And that way, I'm removing myself from that person. So if they go down, they're on their own. You fall well, what if you say them. something, mate? I've deleted many of your rants. Well, you did the same thing to me. You red card me. Yeah. And, if, and if it's to the point where we really offend somebody... Well, we'll make sure that the show never sees the light of day, and be your word against ours. See you in court. Good luck. Yeah, <laughs> uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, we've got another comment. Uh, Elliot says, "Where's your beer, Dan? I'm on a um, a Smirnoff uh, Zero Sugar Smirnoff Black. Uh, I had a few oh, beers yeah. last night. No, no, but Smirnoff. I get that float. I got I got heartburn thinking about that. No, no, no. The zero stuff. It's um, bloody beautiful." Goes I feel like Smirnoff off what my sister drank when she was 14 and I was 12 and I'd steal her, steal her alcohol and it was all smeared off ice. No, it's mm. very popular amongst uh, underages at the paddy parties for sure. Un- underages and middle ages, is it? Uh, middle ages <laughs> yeah. with bloat. Middle ages with bloat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, we've got... Another comment, Sam. You are the best. Thanks. Thank love you. Love to you on Mitchell and Scott, and love the Mitchell and Scott gave you uh, cap you gave me in Dubai two years ago. No Good worries, Sam. No worries. Do you remember Sarah. that? Any do, you remember, do you remember handing out that cap? Yeah, I remember everyone I give my caps to. Yeah. Do you? Was, what's a, a what's a what's a litmus test for a cap? Because it's not a bottle. I mean, caps are you've got to really have a connection with a fan to give a cap. I think. Well, you just get the feeling, you know, you know if they're a good person or not. They come mm. in with energy, they come in, they are genuine supporters, and they're genuinely happy to be there. You know, if you gave you know a the, cap to everybody that's happy whereas, to be there, you're running out of caps. You're nah, running out because, of caps in a big way. Because the bottle the bottle thing's a bit scarring because you're so used to doing the welter and riding up those climbs and just hearing, Boracha, 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 Botea, 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 from every single person. Mm. We've only got so many bottles. 
Do you know what's interesting um, is that um, the like when you give a bottle and you're trying to give it to the to like a kid, and then like an old man just comes in and just steamrolls the kid, like oh you know, yeah, drops the shoulder into the kid for this bottle, and then and then they just sit there like happy as I make a point of stopping and being like, oi, yeah, you give that bottle, to the, give that bottle to the kid. I even saw it with um, who's guy on Katusha? Uh, Makarov. Big, Nah, that guy was kind of mullet lead out guy. He's not on like Katusha anymore. I can't remember what it's for. Vladimir anyway. Carpets. Nah, that was like two years ago. And it was in the end of tour. Neil Stevens. I'm Sheriff. just going everyone with mullets. Okay. No, um, no, no. He's friends with Alex Dowsett. Anyway, he. Jenny uh, Powers. Uh, he got to the finish line of a race in 12 Marco Hala, Lorenz. Marco Hala. And he was taking a drink from his, like, they get like a recovery shake at the bottom at the end, and he's in the thing. And a guy, like, he'd sort of finished it, but not really. And a guy just took it out of his hand, like, just ripped it out of his hands. And then he just saw red and went ape shit and just teed off on the guy live on TV on Eurosport, F bombs everywhere. That, that happened to Robin McEwen when he had the yellow jersey. This kid ripped it out of his bottle cage and, and ripped his bottle cage. And he ripped the kid a new hustle. <laughs> Is he going to pay for that? So the kid's like shit himself. So, like, dude, he just wanted a bottle. <laughs> Take it easy. Belgians yeah. are the worst, man. Like Belgians, like they come. Franco Belgium at the end of the season was always the worst. They just huddle around the bus. And I used to go out at the end of the last stage and give my race number or a cap or a shirt or something to a kid. And I remember just like reach trying to reach through this like shark pit, like hoping my arm wasn't going to get ripped off by all these Belgian fans just to give it to this one kid. And like they were all just coming at. It. I was like, hey. Fuck off. It's for the kids, man. It's for the kids. You know the biggest, con the, job, the biggest con job of those fans that come up with a bottle of wine to give you, you know, like a six-euro mm. bottle of bloody spumante, and then uh, they want a jersey in return, and it's all immaculately wrapped and whatever. So a lot of riders have been taken, have taken the bait with that. It's I, smart. I get done with a bottle of Le Chouf every year thinking, like, I get yeah. the, like, the 750 bottle of Le Chouf, and you're like, and then he's like, oh, but can I have a jersey now? And you're like, should have seen this coming. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Linda wants to know, you guys are really down on the tequila last pod. We got Sam's tale, but not the rest. Okay, I'll tell you my tale. I remember being, I was at a bar and sale, and you know, I would had too many at this point already, and the guys lined up tequila, and I just said, nah, nah, don't want to do it, you know, with the salt and the lemon or whatever. And I remember getting it back, and then it just went back again over all the bars, like the pouring handles ever. I put it out. <laughs> Never touched it since. That's my tequila story. Hey, Sarah, Sarah Richardson's commented again. She said that Sam's best dressed today. Well, funny you say that. I was actually I won best dressed on the Gerondo yesterday as well. I brought Did out you? my I brought out my Radio Shack kit from 2010, 10 years ago. It just met the guidelines. 2011, 2011 no, sorry. 2011. Yeah, which is still 10 years on terms of seasons. 10 seasons. It's 10 seasons old. Yeah. 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 Pay that. So I, yeah. But he was the only one that had full kit because it was actually a team he'd ridden, ridden for. Yeah. So I, Mup, full Mapai stuff now is hard to, you know, if you can get a full Mapai kit. Well, I offered it to you. Money. I offered you yeah, the full Mapai like, kit. Well, you didn't want it. I think, yeah, because I'm not going to fit your shorts, am I? Yeah, but it would have been funny. Oh. Who cares? You don't care if your shorts are a bit baggy, do you? Wear a pair of nah, so I, I, I enjoyed a day in, in Tommy Vockler High Lycra. So I ran a real high <laughs> leg, um, exposed the whole thigh. Had a bit, you know, like a Steve Cummings vibe? Ale Thomas. Yeah, Ale Thomas. Mm. Petit Thomas. 
Hey, Fred wants to give me a bloody red card for the Smirnoff. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe like a yellow. Maybe a yellow. All right, I won't ever drink a Smirnoff on the show again. In fact, I don't even so know what yellow. I was thinking. That was never going to go down well. As if you boys are going to react with, "Oh, nice drop." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mate, here we are, nine thirty in the morning. George and I are making an effort, and you're drinking Smirnoff at nine thirty at night, seven thirty at night in Victoria. Yeah. I don't know. I might need to go see a shrink about that. Get me off the uh, black <laughs> black rats. Um, hey, how'd you get on with the dust? Last time I told yeah. you, you were you were being taken down by dust mites. So I worked it out. It was not dust. It was um, uh, hay fever. So it's been pissing <laughs> rain, and you know, from du- which comes on from dust, doesn't it? <laughs> no, I think it's it's coming into that season, you know, when it gets really hot and then it pisses rain and then your eyes start to go and, you know, you're looking around you just don't trust the couch anymore. And I sort of took it out on that, but I think it was just hay fever. So it's popped the tablet today. I feel great. Smirnoff, beautiful. I'm back. It is spring. So, should, you be, should you be mixing Claritine with Smirnoff? What's the doctor say about that? Oh, they said, yeah, no, it's fine. Smirnoff's the one drink that goes with everything. So, yeah, there's no dramas at all. Uh, so last week, another comment from Paul Prince. Last week, GB talked about living on 200 bucks a month. Seems like a common early cycling theme. When did you feel like you're actually getting paid? Come on, George. Well, I, what, I, had a, I had a weird thing here. So we didn't, we got paid, um, yeah, 200 bucks. Like first year, I got paid nothing. So in France, we were living three of us in one bedroom, somehow surviving, stealing food, winning like toasters and stuff and sprints like in, in like race preems if you like before the finish line often there was like a sprint and you'd like you didn't know what the prize was but it'd be like a toaster or it'd be like a bottle of wine or something and it was all these like small amateur races and we sort of just survived that year second year 200 bucks a month almost made it work and then the third year like that year i'd done i'd, I'd been quite good and i was like one of the under 23 prospects coming through and i signed for like a a team called La Pomme Marseille, and they, at the end of the year, we met New Zealand, they rang me and said, oh, we want you to come to Taiwan. We've got some good news for you. And I was like, oh, okay. So got on a plane and flew to Taiwan, and this huge tsunami hit, and we didn't do, it was like Tour of Taiwan was the race, and it was going to be like a debut with them. And this huge tsunami hit, and we didn't, um, we couldn't end up racing. I think we ended up doing just like a hill climb or something on like day five. But there was a time we just pissed around Taiwan, and and anyway, part of the like things they set me down, they said, oh, we've got great news we're um we're moving up to the continental ranks which they were the best amateur french team and they said but the thing is with like continental in france is they pay you thirty-five thousand euro a year but i'd always been told like oh whatever you do don't go continental in france it's a trap it's like good riders go there but they're still doing super hard races and you never make it out and so i um i actually panicked i was like oh sure I'm like Money's good, but I'm never going to make it out of this now that I've signed for this team. But because they change, I, I didn't, they're like, oh, can you sign the contract now while you're here? And I was like, oh, I'll, I'll send it to you. I just need to check some stuff and made up some excuses. And I got home and I rang, um, actually rang Craig Adair, if you guys might know him. He got, um, I think he got a fame, like he was a Commonwealth medalist in New Zealand. And he put me on, um, he got me in touch with Livestrong, which was, um, Fuelie's team was there. Everyone was riding for Livestrong. And they said, oh, yeah, but too late. You should have come when we offered you it in March. But, that, but you can come if you want, but you have to ride for free, so zero money. So that year as well, did zero dollars again. And at the end of the year, the first time I got properly paid was from um, was Levi Leipheimer. He gave me 
we did some races for him and we won one tour utah tour colorado and he found out i'd made zero money for three years and i was basically gonna have to go home because i'd run out of cash and he he just wired me five grand one day and said oh here's five grand and i was like oh, that's oh, a yeah, that's good good life. yeah did you, did you invest, invest that wisely no i bought a five laptop. into six i bought a laptop straight away and the rest on pissing around in europe and worlds in copenhagen and then next year i made i was pro tour and got paid properly so yeah it wasn't until i actually turned pro tour in 2012 that i i got paid well when they when they gave you 200 a month were they ever late on that payment because when you're budgeting for 200 shit you'd want to be on time with your wages going in you can get a lot of lentils and rice and scurvy mm. for for 200 bucks a month jonesy no you just got to yeah. suck on a lemon once a week and you don't get scurvy do you not know that Jeez, i'm getting slammed for this smirnoff shit yeah well Leo, here's your right the only, the only people that drink smirnoff in new zealand are 14 year olds bogans and can tabs what yeah. are they Contabry how do you have your eggs? How do you have your eggs, Jonesy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Should have kept that under the esky leaf. I, I think it's cup day. It's cup day tomorrow in Canterbury, isn't it? Yeah, people really? asking um Alexander Vinokurov wants to know, Sam, have you got any good horses running tomorrow? Why well, he, he's just gonna buy the one anyway, isn't he? Vino? And Vino <laughs> Vino fired up with hey George has had his serious tablets again. <laughs> there seems to be a, there seems to be a real difference in these shows eh like what what's supposed to happen yeah that's right um, no it is i think it's cup day and in, in rickerton mm. um finn, <clears throat> finn wants to know what was it like riding with lance armstrong you rode with him bills didn't you yeah we were actually having a chat about that yesterday on the ride taylor finney was on the ride so we were talking about it how we uh it was pretty fun. He was a mad dog, though. He was... You didn't fuck with him, eh? He, I reckon I probably would now because I've grown up a bit and I'm a bit of a smart-ass and it probably would have ended my career prematurely. Well, but it worked good on Twitter then, when you tried to fuck with him. You got donuts. Yeah, yeah exactly. I just had a message from Hippie. He's coming around. I could tell him he can't come around because I'm doing a live show. Hang on. Well, Excuse me for Hippie's, a Hippie's just commented, ha-ha, nice get-up, gents. And then I got another one. Oh. Judda, Judda oh, I think on. you ran that shirt in Lake's entrance on New Year's Eve uh, and got nothing. Yeah, I think he's All right. He's bang on. The well, Hippie, if you're still, if you're still listening, Hippie, Hippie, if you're still listening, don't bring those beers around just yet. We're still recording, mate. Come around when the show's um, over. The, the Lance effect was pretty massive. I never rode with him, but obviously he owned the team we rode for. And I remember, do you remember when he came to New Zealand a couple of years ago to film the... He came and filmed the Steinlager, or it was either Steinlager or one of the New Zealand beer companies. Um, they had him in New Zealand making making a commercial, and like um, he spent. There was all these rumors like Lance is in New Zealand, and he spent like a bit of time there, like filming and all this stuff. Obviously, came all the way out, and then he was going to come down, and I got a message from like the management company, like, oh, you know, he's going to come and do some rides and stuff, and then he just disappeared off the face. It just all went super quiet, and he disappeared. And then I was like waiting for like a year for this commercial to come out. Like, when is this coming out? When is this coming out? And obviously there was some overlap with like revelations from the from the case. And after they had all the, I can't remember what the punchline, there was like the, I can't remember what the tagline of the beer was, but it was something like, you know, um, we all make mistakes. You know, it was some kind of redemption <laughs> thing. Oh, no. 
<laughs> yeah, it was, actually, it was, it was along those lines. And but then in the end, they just they just said, "Oh, I don't think this is going to be received real well," and they just shut it all down. So they still had to pay him. They still did everything, but they just didn't never ran the advert. Uh. I got a I, actually. I thinking talking about Lance. One of my coolest moments when I was young was, and my mum who's. I know is watching this show, she'll remember it. We were sitting in the beach house, it was 2000, end of 2010, summer, summer 2010, 2011, sitting at a friend's beach house. And I got an email from, and it like just came up on my phone, Lance Armstrong. And I was like, oh, it'll be like, you know, because I used to get the Lance Armstrong Foundation emails, you know, subscribe to Livestrong or whatever. Mm. And it would always come up like Lance Armstrong. And um, I clicked on it and it was like, all it said was, Will you be in New Zealand in the middle of January, LA? And I was like, fuck, he's just emailed Ooh. me. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, just screenshot it, <laughs> screenshot it, print it. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, uh, Put it in the come. guest bathroom. <laughs> he was going to come to Rotorua and do some mountain biking, but in the end, he didn't come, which was a shame. I, would, I, I actually went mountain biking with Lance at a train, my first ever training camp when I was signed with Radio Shack. I went mountain biking with the whole team and I showed him. I actually was good. I beat him. I was fast in Lance. <laughs> Seven tours, but that. nothing on the mountain bike. Yeah. Um, we've got another comment from Sarah. She says, GB, why don't any of your teammates come on as a guest? Sam can get you more Mitchell and Scott team on the podcast. Oh, that's a fair point. Yeah. Where's Seb Kuss? Yeah. Donuts. Open <laughs> art. Nothing. Roglic. Donuts. Nah, nothing. I think you don't, want to, you, you don't you... want to bother them. Have you delivered a guest yet on the podcast? Yeah. Um, oh, what yeah. was his name? The guy from the Giro. Noxie. Noxie. Oh, Noxie, yeah. Hey. Big, big fish. I don't do the big, big fish. <laughs> don't want to hear from Buddy Van Aert or Rogbich. Don't want to hear from blue-collar, working-class, you know, just fellow yeah. domestic Noxie. No, um, another comment. Ke- Kelly says, GB, have you had any Russian backlash yet? Is the rumour of a contract out on your head correct? <laughs> Well, Vlasov wasn't talking to me much in uh, in the Vuelta, so I heard I I did see, and he did cut me off a couple of times, and didn't really sort of acknowledge me. So I'm going to guess uh, words got around the Russian cycling circles. Ooh, um, yeah. Here we go. As a follow up, Ian Guy says a few weeks ago you're on about one of the Russian riders who's a bit of a dick. Who's the biggest ballon in the peloton? No names, maybe just drop clues. Uh, this George, is this is George not- Bennett. Sort of swimming down that <laughs> track that we didn't want to, but you brought the question up, Jonesy. You didn't have to, so don't, <laughs> don't, don't, don't bullshit me. That's the second yellow card, mate. Next one's a red, okay? <laughs> Drop and clue, okay? Can we just kind of narrow it down to like a can we just do some stereotypes or just breathe like general? Can we yeah, generalize? general, generalized, yeah. Are we allowed to stereotype 2020? A country that looks like a shoe. Um, Italy, 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 Italy. Oh, see, you've ruined it. Uh, yellow card. You know what I mean? Actually, there's one. There's one guy that. Um, that do you know who? Okay, I won't just specifically go into names, but there's a certain type of writer that's the worst, and um, yep. they're the they're the people that are, have tied themselves to a big champion, right? So, like, obviously, like, can I know, guess? Like con- Contador or Vincenzo or um, Alejandro, they all have sort of kind of guys that are like their mates that they just who aren't necessarily very good riders, but they just kind of like 
almost like their bodyguard that they bring with them to every team they go to. So they change teams, but this guy always comes with them, you know? And there was, um, and, the, and they were kind of like, they're really, they just, you know, they've always brown nosing the, the champion. They're kind of just like, and to everyone else, I just a smug like, oh yeah, but I'm with him. And they kind of in the peloton, their job is, I mean, they're often not very good, so they get dropped early, but while they're there, their job is to protect them and to make space, and, you know, just to, just to fluff around them. And for me, that's the worst kind of rider because they always, the first people to put you in a ditch and swear at you and then That's what I laugh. do, bro. That's why I'm employed. You, you haven't hooked your wagon. You haven't hooked your wagon to like one guy's cart. You know, you wouldn't change yeah. teams with a guy because they change teams, you know? People nah. change teams and you stay. You, you know? I hope that's not the real Jerry Ryan, eh? <laughs> <laughs> In the comments, you know, yeah. you know oh, the kind Jerry of Ryan, comment? this is shit, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're actually copping a bit of abuse, which is which is good. It's a, yeah. it balances it out. Joshua Kyson, Struth, this should put me to sleep easy. <laughs> thanks, thanks for the support, fellas. <laughs> we we took a did, risk. Did TV get carpet burned for his five thousand from Anton? <laughs> Did you get get carpet burn for his 5,000? Do you understand? Do you understand? (laughs) I'm with you. We all made choices back then. We did what we did because we get by. Yeah, keep it going. Um, He's a good man, Anton. He's a a Kiwi Kiwi that lives here in Girona. Works in the airline industry. Bloody legend. G'day, Anton. Um. They want to know any good Nicky Terpstra stories uh, from Lorenz. Um, have you had much to do with Nicky Terpstra? I've got, classic I've, got a, I've got a pretty good one. Yeah, go for it. We went to a um, a, a Bucks party in Amsterdam about three or four years ago. <clears throat> Jens Morris was getting married. So we had this Bucks party a couple of days before the wedding in Amsterdam. And, you know, yeah, Nicky's, Nicky's he's not a bad guy, but he, he's, a, he, he's a bit of a pest in the bunch at times, like like all of us. Um and he turned up and we went paintball shooting. And everyone in the or two thirds of the people at this Bucks party were pro bike riders. <clears throat> so we took it on our we took our opportunity uh to give one back to Nicky. And he was he was on my team. <laughs> and even though he was on my team, we were basically just like he was caught in a lot of friendly fire, put it that way. A lot of friendly fire at the paintball arena. We punished him. <laughs> <laughs> Did, did, did anyone ever hear the story of, um, well, it's quite a famous story of, of the Dauphiné when they were they were riding up, um, we were riding up, I think it was like the Orbisk or something, uh, no, somewhere in the Alps, and then uh, Luke Rowe and, and who we've had on the potty before, and Nicky were having a bit of a discussion and it kind of just escalated. And at one moment, I think Contador attacked and it was just full race on, but you could look down the mountain and these two just decided that, they needed to settle their feud, and and both of them ended up punching on in the ditch, didn't they? Was that the uh, um and and they oh up, yeah at Swiss or Romandy or something? No, um, I think it was Dauphiné. Oh, okay. Oh, I might, I might have been riffing, but um, oh, my brother's just riffing. Him. He's watching. He's riffing me, <laughs> saying I've got a Justin Bieber hairdo. And then Zach, uh, Zach, Zach Buley, GB, have you found the right toothpaste? What's that all about? Oh, 
I don't know. Okay, so two nights ago, I had a we had a few oh, beers here, and I <laughs> went to bed and I went, I went to it was like I was like, oh, I'll brush my teeth before I go to bed, and Caitlin had left a tube of bupanthin um, right beside the toothpaste. And I don't know what the panthen is, but it's some kind of like cream for like, I don't know, baby rash or something. I don't know. And it was dark. And she came in and all she heard was me like spewing. And she's like, what are you doing? And she came in and I'd just been brushing my teeth with the panthen. And oh. trying to just, oh, it was filthy. And I just had this like token powder taste in my mouth the whole night. It was a terrible night. Why'd you do that? Because I thought it was toothpaste. And what do you got that product for? What's a stop, Chafe? Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I should bring Caitlin in on that one. So did yeah. to rewind a bit as well, did you spew that night? No, 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 no. I've had a personal uh, question here. Um, they want to know, Matty Smith, when does the politics section start? Uh, well, uh, what, what's there to talk about, really? Trump's not going to go. And it's all starting to fire up. What's he going to do in this last 70 days? Why do they give him 70 days? I don't get that. So you get 70 days just to, to run a mark. Have you seen the size of that house? You've got to move out of that bastard. It takes time. Mm. It's it's like a bad breakup, but they don't leave straight away. Like, they're hanging around. Mm. He's, he's, he's going to go out swinging. Like, something's going to go on. I reckon he's going oh, to concede. Sure. I reckon he'll concede in the end. Hmm. Man, I don't think so. Like, what choices you got? Everyone's all his advisors are saying, "Mate, pull your head in." Yeah, but there was some funny. Um, the funniest was I should have got that video. You know, that one of the toddler that didn't want to leave daycare or whatever, and they're dragging him, and someone stuck Trump's head over it. Have you seen that video? No. Yeah, he's having a hissy fit. <laughs> uh, all right. Try and explain a explain a video that we don't have access to. Yeah. Uh, Num Numnut says. Had a mate who brushed his teeth <laughs> with Denko rub once. Wasn't and you, was it? Way worse. It seems like it would have been you, numb nuts. We've got a lot of uh, great like names popping up. Um, there's a Neil Stevens. Yeah. I think this is good, Dan. Jerry has bad, bad, very bad judgment. I reckon that could be the real Neil Stevens. Well, Steve O uh, does watch the show. I do know that for a fact. Mm. And Chris Froome, Nikki is mean to me. <laughs> Uh, uh, guys, do you want to be friends? Who popped that up? Free me. Yeah. Okay. Um. So what's what's the go of the latest lockdown rules in Girona, boys? Because Melbourne, we've had fourteen days of zero. People are like loving life here. Does that mean you can't do anything? Shirt. Yeah, well, he's meant to. He's meant to ease the restrictions after fourteen days, but he's holding on for another week, I think. And then, um, yeah, we're going to go back to normal, mate. So, we're uh, we're still in the same we're still in the same as what we were a couple of weeks ago. They've just extended it for until the twenty third of November at this point. But there, there's some progression actually happening here. I, I was, I mean, I guess you can't help us for being pessimistic when the COVID cases start to rise quite rapidly and the restrictions start to tighten up. Uh, going after what we went through and for those three months earlier in the year, you can't help but pe be pessimistic. Ah, oh, fuck, we're going back into lockdown. But I don't know. I don't know. Like the restrictions have been extended, which is yeah, bars and restaurants are closed, uh, curfew, ten pm curfew, all that stuff I've, we've spoken about. Um, but they've brought the the rapid test into Spain now, uh, which they've 
I've passed the law to say you can do rapid tests. So you can actually get a result done at a pharmacy, at a physio clinic. You can go and boom, 20 minutes later, you know your result. And they reckon that's going to make a big impact on being able to open things up again, whether it be, I think it'll probably just be outdoor terraces at bars and restaurants, which arguably is still the same as what it is now because it's going to be bloody winter and you can't sit outside, it's pissing with rain. Um, but I think, I think, by the 23rd of November, things will start to open a little bit again. Still be massive restrictions, but we'll be able to go to the pub rather than having to drink beers with you dickheads at 9.30 in the morning. Mm. Mm. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Great beer, though, the Sour, the Heartbreaker from Dos Kiwis. Check them out if you're ever in Girona. And look on Instagram. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Now, what I'm thinking is uh, for Next Step, if you can play music, right, and you want to play an acoustic particularly like time of your life you know that george loves just all the george bennett classics you can send us a message or whatever on instagram and then we'll send you a private link because you know when you go to a bar and it's happy hour, there's always good acoustic music playing in the background we can get someone on just to bang out a, a quick fire set just to mix it up all right what do you you, and just to wrap up finally i've had a request to know the actual amount of standard drinks consumed in the gerondo because People believe that 10, uh, 10 45 kilo cyclists probably got through about three beers between us on a on a day long pub pub crawl. So, um, look, I'm happy to go toe to toe with that person if they want. Yeah, yeah you, I reckon you, you, you've, myself. you've been off the bike um, for a month. You'll you'll meet them. Rodri wants to know, Bills, has your dancing skills improved since that moment on stage 21 of the 2016 Vuelta? No. No, you haven't had a chance. You haven't had a chance. Hey, do you know what we did do quickly I want to brush on is um, the other night, speaking of Bules' dancing and dating and whatever, not really speaking of dating, but I had us flip through his Tinder profile and Bules has been complaining a little bit that he didn't, he hasn't been matching up much. And I was like, oh, and we were talking to another mate who's just been matching everything, match, match, match. And I was like, pound for pound, you know, they're both good looking guys. But one of them is just getting everything match, everything match, and Bjorn's is just getting nothing but net. He's just, he's just, he's just missing the backboard every time. So I looked through his Tinder profile. I was like, "You're doing something wrong here." Can we bring up some of these photos? Is there a way that we can show people what your original photos were? His opening photo was on his Tinder profile. Just, just hold your phone up to the camera, Bjorn's. I think if you can go back and find it, his initial photo was him with a big pedo moustache out of focus uh. with some kind of like sharky glasses and like, glasses, like doing this one doing this one or something you know something that made you just scream like that guy shouldn't be allowed near a school you know the, problem, just... is, the, the problem with with tinder is that they just look at the photos they can't read the humor like i thought that was a funny photo that's why i put it up like as a piss take but they don't the tinder tinder doesn't work like that yeah, well, gags don't turn them on. Bullshit. It's almost and then like what, you go to his next photo, and it was him in like a buff and a and a cowboy hat or something. You know, you could see his eyes maybe. No, it, you know, as well. Every 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 photo, just I just looked at them and said, "It's like you're trying to get rejected. It's like you're making you've gone through and you've gone. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna present the worst, like sex pest side of me that I can." <laughs> So we've scrubbed up his. I, I went through his phone and scrubbed yeah, like, up his Tinder profile. Removed myself from that comment. <laughs> Comments so, are mate. You can't get. Away what, what, what's he? What's he going to do, George, to turn this around and start getting more well, matches? I did, I, we scrubbed. A couple of us went through and swapped it up 
the other day. I want to know if you've had any how that's been working out for you. Well, to be honest with you, I I'm really not a, a Tinder man. I, I why are you going red? You going red? What's red? Your face. Not red. Probably alcohol. Oh, no, yeah. If anything, <laughs> nothing <laughs> embarrasses me. Um, fuck off. When have I ever been embarrassed? That's a good point. Um, Carry on. Uh, I'm not really a big Tinder man, but I, 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 I'm a bit old school. I like to go and talk to, to real life humans. Uh, and because that way I can show my humor rather than having to just, you know, like if I walked into a pub with that mustache, like girls would love it because they'd be like, oh, he's quite I funny. I wouldn't let you into the pub with that mustache. <laughs> <laughs> um, but unfortunately with the lockdown, it's just something, it's just entertainment ultimately, isn't it? It's the same as Instagram. Do the same shit on there. Well, oh, Linda, Linda reckons it's a, it's a, Sam, it's a crime you're on Tinder. There Thanks, you go. Linda. Good on you, Linda. Um, <laughs> oh, start wrapping this up, boys. Um, yep. Really, already? Yep. Get started. Damien, greetings from Ireland. Our eight-year-old is your biggest fan since you gave him your podium uh, after the TTT in Brussels last year. I say podium cap. How Georgie going today, Dad? Oh, there you go. I think. Uh, I think. Oh, the eight-year-old's asking how's Georgie going today, Dad. Oh, yeah. oh, I make that. Oh, awesome. So that's a, that's a hat handoff. So obviously he we made some mm. connection and graduated from a bottle to a cap. Yeah. Good bloke. Uh-huh. And then um, Wood Van Art says, Oi, boys, Smirnoff sesh this RV or what? Off he! Is that what you hold of? All right. I, I got a, where are you? Why are you in such a hurry? Where are you going? I have to go to somewhere in about 12 minutes. Why do you do yeah. that? Why do you always write checks that your body can't cash? You always do it. Like you knew for I'm two weeks that we were doing this at 9.30. Yeah, we could have a live biffo, folks. A live biffo you between Bennett and Bully. <laughs> um, no, that's all right. I think we've started off pretty hot, and next week we could build a bit more of a plan. Maybe I'll queue up some intermission videos. Maybe we can play some classic live music just as a bit of a spell to break it up in the middle. But thanks, to everyone, for the comments. Uh, anything you want to add before we go, boys? I reckon you should close it out, Jonesy. Oh, well, one thing we should add is make sure you subscribe to our Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, mainly subscribe to YouTube and, and uh, Spotify, iTunes for the podcast. We'll do the podcast again on Monday or Tuesday. Um, yep. uh, I've got a couple of appointments actually next week because my bloody wrist is still bar- buggered. Um, but we'll do that. And Jonesy, you should close us out with the tune. Again, because when when you when you sung the tune at the start of the show, there was like three people listening. Now we've got a bit more. Uh, you can sing though; that's the rules. What song do you want, Bills? Well, I thought the jingle, the the offy jingle. Oh, uh, you can sing it. I don't know the words. Uh, I don't care if Monday shit, Tuesday, Wednesday, over it, or Thursday, you can be a bitch. Cause Friday, I'm in love. With the, the See you next week, boys. Thanks, everyone. All right.